Hi guys and welcome to Full Time in 45. My name's Josh, we've also got Jack and James with us today. Now, how are you boys doing today? Yeah, all good mate. Yeah, feeling yeah, good. Fine. All right, so this is brand new, a brand new podcast and uh, the way we're going to start off this week is I want to hear a random fact of what you boys did. So it can be anything from where you, what you did in the evening to how you, if you did your bed, something, something really peculiar that the listeners would like to hear. Peculiar, better start with Jack. Um, I'm just going to hit you with the fact that I've been picked to start uh, tomorrow night for my rugby team. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Big shout out. Um, for my fact, I just started a uh, little bit of training, a bit of uh, sort of changing up my diet, but also uh, played a bit of tennis, so getting back into that a little bit. What about nice. you, Josh? Awesome. Um, I am in the top eight of Leeds in the E Premier League. Um, so oh, I've got a chat. tournament tournament next week on Wednesday where I will be competing to hopefully make it to the grand finals in London. Mm, nice, best of luck with that. Appreciate yeah. it. Is it the one time you'll be supporting Leeds? Actually, yes, seen in, unless... seen as I am getting a shirt sent to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so I will support nice. Leeds just this one time. All right, then. Moving on to our first little topic, headlines. What's going on in the world of sport, boys? So in football uh, this week, uh, we've had um, Cameroon, um, Senegal, um, Egypt and Burkina Faso are the main uh, uh, quarterfinal winners and they're moving on to the semis. Um, We've also got the transfer window that we're going to discuss and also um, how Aston Villa's transfer window has surprised everyone. Nice, Josh. Um, following on from that, in the world of tennis, uh, the Australian Open is coming to the final stages. Uh, so on the weekend, it will be the finals. Um, we've still got the men's to play their semis, but everybody else is in the final stages. So I'll be uh, taking you through that one and with a little bit of extra sort of facts and figures for carrying on that one all right jack all right and in the world of rugby we've got the exeter chiefs rebrand own farrell out of the six nations and um the women's six nations gets its first title sponsor interesting awesome Awesome. all right james do you want to kick off with tennis yeah sure okay so australian open um we've been we've it's it's had everything to to start it off, um, from Djokovic uh, to home favourites, um, and then obviously British interest, but unfortunately that uh, that sort of failed within the first, second, or third round. Um, so moving on now to the to the stars of the game. Okay, so in the men's, uh, it's the semi-finals. Um, so exciting times now because. You don't want to go out in a semi because as I said, no one remembers who goes out in a semi. Mm. So you want to get to that final. Um, yeah. Nadal is going to be playing at Berrettini, who is a Italian big guy. Um, massive serve and massive forehand. So it's going to be a difficult one. Um, Nadal is really pushing for this 
this uh, final and hopefully the win. Big, fa- big fan of uh, Nadal. Um, on the other side, the other guys left is Medvedev and Tsitsipas. Um, everybody bar Tsitsipas went through a five-set uh, match in the quarters. So he is the fresh player out of everyone. Um, however, Medvedev has been the guy to beat all tournament. So he's going to be, you know, if you wanted not to have a five-set, you know, the quarters to the semis now is the best time. Um, is he going to win? Who knows? Uh, but I believe it's going to be an Nadal-Medvedev final. Um, and it's a very interesting one, this, because in the final, so if you're unaware, Nadal, Federer and Djokovic are all on 20 grand slams. Okay. And there's been a big debate about who's the GOAT. This is kind of similar topic to Messi, Ronaldo for football. Um, Federer is obviously, you know, elegance, uh, sort of the, his shot making is so nice to watch and everything. Yeah, the yeah. fans love him around the world. He's probably, the, you know, the favourite out of everybody. Um, but he's not the one with the best stats. Now, the stats go to Djokovic. Djokovic has won pretty much everything other than an Olympic gold medal, which is kind of hit and miss in the tennis eyes. Um, he's stayed at number one for the longest amount of time. He's won the most amount of titles. So realistically, Djokovic is the best on this on the stats, but he's not the favoured um, person to be known as the GOAT. Um, this was supposed to be his tournament to basically put that right and say, I'm the out-and-out best player of all time. Obviously, his vaccination yeah. <laughs> um, topic is not to be. Uh, Federer is not in the tournament. He's not He's not uh, fit enough. So Nadal, out of nowhere, is in the semis, could be in the final, and he could potentially get this 21 Grand Slam, which then puts... He was always in the debate, but now he'd be the one with the most. So therefore... It's, it's a massive talking point of is he now the greatest if he was to yeah. win? So he's going to be absolutely doing everything he can to get this title. So uh, yeah. very interesting. Um, that'll be on Sunday. The women's one uh, is already, so the women have played, it's Ash Barty, who's number one, the Aussie home favourite. She's never got to the final there, even though she's been world number one for a long time now. Um, she's won other majors, just not her home favourites. Obviously, this is the one that she is dying to win against a good player um, in Collins. She's from America. Uh, she's recently been suffering with injuries, so she's come back. And you know, what better way to come back from an injury than make a major final? So uh, we'll see how that one pans out. It's looking like Ash Barty. Is going to be huge favourite, um, and it's going to take a lot to beat her. Um, it's just whether nerves take the better, get the better of her in a final at your home. That'd so, be your pick. Would 100%. you be picking her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, so going on from that, let's get some facts in there for you. The winner of the singles final. We'll get $2.875 million. Not bad. Okay. Crazy, it's all right, man. isn't it? But 
bit of pocket change. Um, <laughs> the runner-up, oh, you know, if you run her up and you're struggling for money, one point five seven five million dollars. Could could you handle that one, Jack? That'd be all right for you. I I know how to spend that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, and then for the guys that unfortunately drop out in the semi-finals, it is eight hundred and ninety-five thousand. So still, not like the it's but, still yeah, not bad. It's still not bad at all. <laughs> um, now the hot topics. Other than the actual sort of finals, um, there's been a lot of sues going around the stadium, which have sounded like boos. Um, no one really knows who's saying what. I think there, you know, because there is a couple of boos. Does happen in a lot of sports, um, but it is mainly sues, and I don't know where it's come from. But um, this tournament, it's it's been a bit strange because it's kind of changed. Um, fan base I feel like a lot of people that don't normally watch tennis have come into the stadium and started to watch like yeah. um, tennis matches so I don't know if you boys now you know obviously we've been talking about these um, tennis matches and potentially you're now thinking oh, I might you know watch a game live or whatever yeah, yeah. and you might be interested in it might be a situation where you've been to a rugby match you've been to a um, football match and it's a lot different to a tennis match and I think these guys that are not normally there are coming in and sort of bringing that atmosphere and yeah. mm. um there's a couple that spoil it but there's a lot that i feel have added to the to the game i do feel like the atmosphere is it's, it's crazy when when everybody's sort of um joining in as well it just makes tennis players i feel like they play a lot better as well yeah, um, they enjoy yeah. it more as well yeah you can visibly see them when even if they're having a bad game and the crowd's getting behind them, you can see, you can see them smiling and trying to pick their form back up. And I think I saw an interview with a couple of the guys saying when they were playing tournaments behind closed doors, and a lot of them weren't playing to their potential because it's said they didn't have a home crowd or mm. a lot of guys do play better um, when they've got people to show off to or something you know there's a couple of guys yeah. there that yeah for instance like nick kyrgios you know he loves if he crowd. doesn't if he doesn't have a crowd to play for yeah yeah yeah. a lot of the time he's not interested but so, it's um, um it's weird you saying that because at the moment i'm studying at college psychology with um esports players um which is the course i'm at the, at the moment and we're looking at how a crowd can um, improve that, but then if you look at it in football terms, if you if you think about like two years ago when Leeds were going up, it um, they started winning behind closed doors with no one there, and then a couple of fans got let in and they went back down again, and then when they went back into closed doors with COVID again, that that's when they won the league so it's i think it's all about the professional that you are and never and and how you how you can use the crowd as motivation you know like yeah. like you said like nick Kyrgios, he you you look at you type in funny moments on youtube and it comes up with an 11 minute clip but if you type in i would say maybe you might do find a murray one but only for seven you know it's just not it's not as funny and it's not as long 
But the players like Nick Kyrgios as well, the reason why um, he he's Marmite in the world of tennis, because you've got your, your sort of older, I mean, not older generation, but generation that's always had tennis is sort of the classy game and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like that. And you've got the younger generation that just come into it. Once Nadal, Federer and Djokovic kind of go, yeah. a lot of people don't know that much about who these other players are. So you yeah. need kind of players like Kyrgios to... Grab the reins. Yeah, and just get everybody excited about something. And then it can potentially, I don't know, get you down to tennis court, start playing yeah, or... Yeah you know, just start watching other matches and then build up a sort of love for it. And you don't, I, there's a lot of players recently that I haven't really, like Medvedev, he's quite hard to um, the, um, get to like him. Yeah, yeah, I think it's down to, as all sportsmen um, or, and women that are growing up now, everyone sticks to a person with personality and they never go with someone behind closed doors. If you look at, if you look at like Ronaldo or Messi, they're 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 true greats at um, being a professional, but they also they also show that other side. And you and you look at the Premiership players like Declan Rice and Mason Mount that appear in these YouTube videos, and they and they show that other side. And it's it's great to see that that they're not just they are just normal people. I mean, it's not like they're just they're just this this poster yeah. boy that's that's grown up and like they still want to have fun but that's why like, these documentaries about you know yeah, the yeah. all or nothing do so well because that's yeah. what people want to see they want to see yeah. what the players are actually like not just what they're sort of yeah perceived to be exactly because there might be yeah. for instance sticking with tennis there might be a tennis player that doesn't say anything on court doesn't give any emotion away you take mm-hmm. them away from that and you go into a press conference or you see them outside of, you know, a tennis stadium and they might yeah. be, you know, a really fun guy. You just don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I think these, it's nice to see the outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, follow, following my point on from um, Nick Kyrgios as well, the big match that I am loving at the moment. So he decided to partner himself with one of his best mates, Thanasi Kokonakis, who was another Australian. Um, and they kind of entered it. They always did like every year that he's normally partnered with some guy and they just sort of, they have a bit of fun. They just enter it for a bit of fun and, you know, pick up some money along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they got through the first round and then they came against the f- number one seeds in doubles and they beat them. And then it just changed everything. And then yeah, they yeah, must yeah. have thought to each other, we can win this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they've just gone on. I mean, Kyrgios is just, or both of them, to be fair, they're still having a good laugh whilst they're yeah. playing. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, everybody can relate to it as well, like we're saying there, because you're playing with your best mate, you know, yeah. whilst you're in a massive tournament. This is not just some kind of like yeah, small... Yeah, yeah. This is Local still like to win a Grand Slam doubles is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're getting they're getting through. You know, the Aussie crowd are well behind them. Now the the viewings on doubles has gone up forty five percent since they've been doing it. So 
it can just it just shows that you know if you get some personality into it yeah ratings will go through the roof um so they played uh this morning Mm -hmm. and they won their semi-final so in the final on saturday at 10 i highly suggest if you uh if you hear this to go to go watch that doubles final i mean doubles is not the most exciting um you know that's why you don't see much of it compared to singles but these guys on the court it's so exciting to watch um just you know if you if you haven't seen competitive doubles before you have but you haven't really got excited about it these guys will show a really class game so uh my final comments about tennis watch that match awesome awesome um i like the point that you ended on with um with Kyrgios and his best mate and um i'd link that into football again like with um england at the euros um you saw them get to the final um, and they all just looked like they were having fun singing Sweet Caroline on the pitch, although it ended badly. Um, Kennedy, we can't talk from you because you are um, from Ireland and they didn't even qualify. So no piping <laughs> up on that one. Um, I beat Italy, though, I made it All right. Um, shall we move on to rugby then? What's happening in the world of it? Yeah, so the Exeter Chiefs have gone for a rebrand. They're dropping their um, Native American theme. And they're kind of bringing a bit of a warrior theme. Um, they're not the first club to do a rebrand. The Washington Redskins in the NFL did a rebrand to. Yeah. They became the Washington football team. Was it two years ago now, I think? Yeah, I believe. I believe. And Kansas City Chiefs have also talked about it. But I don't think they're going to drop it just yet. Mm. But yeah, I, th- I, just, I think it's a bit of a, a controversial topic, obviously, because... Um, it, it's, it's a bit strange for it to be happening in rugby. Yeah, um, a lot of teams that are rebranding though anyway, I think just to yeah. sort of update the logo. Like if you see a lot of teams from previous, their logos mm. are just outdated. Yeah. Um, so this could be obviously, as we say, like a topic that is um, quite controversial or doesn't, well, as well as it could be some, they just are refreshing it. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, aren't they re- changing it due to it was um, in the meaning of cowboys and Indians, but they're yeah, changing yeah, yeah. it to the reason of the devil and Cornwall yeah. chief. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe I read about it, which was like yes, yeah, so the the change it to like it was a Indian headdress. Yeah, and a lot of people who were or who are extra Chiefs fans uh, would wear the Indian headdresses in the stadiums, mm-hmm. but they're going to rebrand it now to, um, like you said, the Devon and Cornwall Chieftain, which I think is good. Is it like encapsulating the history of the area rather yeah, than yeah. just some, it, like where they've just kind of pulled that out of, mm-hmm. out of the blue thinking that oh, this would be a great idea. Yeah. Now, I mean, it would have been back whenever what, 150 years ago now that's how long extra chiefs as, as a rugby club has been around but um people have been calling for it They've, some people have found it offensive yeah. other people think ah, it just shouldn't be a thing really now having all these kind of things as a as your logo which i mean they'll probably make a load of money off a rebrand anyway because everyone's going to want to update their t-shirts mm-hmm. their jerseys their yeah, you shorts any bit of gear they can get their yeah. hands on they're obviously going to want to 100% sometimes it. it's it's the it's that isn't it in the background it's yeah. just um, 
and everybody might have the same shirt for so long. They just need yeah. to to get some. And new then sales all in. the um all the stock that they'll have, they'll discount it at a ridiculous yeah. price. I know the Mansfield Town football shirt, the away shirt. We change we change kits every two years, so the home and the away alternate um, when you get a new one. And then the like the away shirt that just is going out this season was twenty quid at Christmas, just because they needed to shift the stock yeah. ready for the ready for the new one. And it's 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 always it's good marketing the way that they do it. But I don't know how people are going to react to seeing. An offensive logo if they take it that way yeah to um to someone having the the new one i think it's good though it'll help grow the game i think yeah attract more viewers mm-hmm. and also we have Owen farrell is out of england six nations squad he has had surgery on his ankle okay. so he picked he picked up the original injury in, against australia in the autumn just gone and he's had a he got surgery that week it happened so obviously he's been rehabbing it getting back playing for Saracens and in training camp he's done it again another dose on the sidelines for him how long will he be out for do we know uh, time frame not, there's nothing said just yet nothing. but no. I imagine six to eight weeks for if it's a high ankle sprain or something like yeah. that so now, to point out sorry in, in that sort of area just came to me was that sort of the, the um, difference between like rugby and football recovery time so yeah. obviously with rugby and football there's different times just because obviously rugby is a lot more of a contact sport obviously if mm-hmm. in football if you're kicking the ball all the time but potentially you're not going to get clattered as much are you but and obviously yeah. in rugby people are rolling all over you you know and you're taking yeah, it's just here. like so. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can get caught in awkward. A lot of like a lot of ankle injuries do stem from just being caught awkwardly in a position. Like your ankle gets trapped in the ground, your metal studs in the grass, and you've been t- twisted the wrong way slightly. Bang! You've got an, an injury. Well, obviously, like, with, sorry, Jack, but with no kind of like um, with the ankle injury there, potentially in rugby. Are you going to get more time or are you going to get less time than football? You know, because that's that's more specific to football than it is more rugby. Depend it's kind of like you know, in mm. I didn't think that before, but potentially there could be um it could be a lot of you know, the physios that are in there could give different times depending on what's yeah. playing. Like I'm golf, assuming that six to eight, gonna... eight six to eight weeks for that I now they haven't disclosed what kind of injury it is or how severe it is. All that has been released is that he's going to miss the entirety of it, which is a six, kind of a six-week competition. So I'm assuming that's a fairly decent operation he's had. Yeah. Fair. And and how much of a of a big hit is he to the England squad? Me he'll coming be, from I'm not really hundred percent on the sport. I don't really watch it. Um, but how how big would he be to he'll be a big loss. He 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 was their captain. Running, oh, okay. running up till till that just after that Australia game and then mm-hmm. Courtney Laws took over. But like he was also their 10, 10 12 option. Like England will now have um Marcus Smith um patrolling the team around, moving him around the field. And he's only twenty two years old. Now he is a class. He yeah, he is something else. But um 
Oh, it's nice to hear an Irish uh, fan. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think he's brilliant, just what he can yeah. do. But he's having Owen Farrell outside him at 12. Mm-hmm. He has the world of experience. He's played in every, like, every intense game that it could have been. Mm-hmm. And he's a lion. Like, all that experience just to help Marcus Smith's life get a little bit easier, move the team yeah. around the field. What move to run? It just makes his life easier. But that being said, Marcus Smith stepped up against South Africa and the Autumns and the Autumn Nations games, and he, he he won that game. Last kick of the game, put a penalty over the barn. That just shows he's he's well capable of it. But mm-hmm. I do think Owen Farrell is a big game player. If you need him, he's there. He'll always show up. Yeah. And lastly, on the World of Rugby, the Women's Six Nations has got its first ever title sponsor and TikTok is going to be doing it. Oh, really? TikTok. What's yeah. that? No idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their, yeah. Their TikTok is unreal. I'm sorry. TikTok, TikTok is taking over. Taking... It's everywhere, isn't it? It's so and you know good. what? They're not going to be the title sponsor for the men's, but they're also being a, quite a heavy sponsor in the men's rugby. Obviously, it's going to be Guinness yeah. Six Nations, as it pretty much always is. Mm-hmm. But TikTok have put money in there as well. But I think it's great that they've openly come out and going to be going to be the first ever yeah. main title sponsor for women's because the women's games are brilliant and this will help them grow and um, especially with everything being on uh, free to view now like RT in Ireland, Virgin Media and ET and ITV in England. Um, they're going to be showing the under 20s games, the women's games and the men's games. So like, you get everything. It's going to be lots of coverage. The game's going to grow. It's going to get kids involved. It's going to get uh, young girls who would have never thought to play rugby in, yeah. in, interested. Game's going to. It's going in the right direction, I think. Yeah. And the thing with TikTok is they can um, they can do so many like um, if the game isn't getting shown on TV, they can do so many like live streams of yeah. the game on the app. So if you do want to watch a certain country versus another country um that is there it's it's so good to have it in hand and it's and it's so easy to download make an account and then it's literally follow the page and that's it exactly it's um it's it's crazy um is that it for the um rugby that that is it just other than um the heineken cop round of 16 the teams have been announced and who's playing who yeah Doing a bit of a weird format this year. They're going um, a home game and an away game. Usually, it was just you, you would come out your if you came out your group top, you had the home game mm-hmm. advantage. But they're doing um, like they're doing football now. I'm not sure if it, it's probably going to be aggregate. The aggregate win. Yeah, I think oh it's going to be aggregate. But it's going, be, <laughs> it's going to be good. I think it's good because like no one has that advantage anymore of playing at home with the yeah. like the sixteenth man. But um, like. Exeter playing Monster, so I'm definitely going to try to get to that Monster game. Yeah. And um, Bristol are playing Sale. They're they're going to be mammoth games. Like you got Claremont versus Leicester, Connacht versus Leinster. Like this going to be it's going to be good. I think, especially with this aggregate score, because like you could put the kids out one day, the under 14s playing the seniors, and they'll get hosed what 50 nil. And then yeah. next thing you could put your main team out when you're at home and probably turn that around a little bit yeah but um i think it's good i think it's good for the game instead of just like 
oh, you've lost the game in 16. That's it now. That's your year done. Would you want this format to stay for every tournament or um, just like club competition? It'd be nice to see how it runs. Oh, definitely club competition, but it'd be nice yeah. to see how how it runs this year. If, if it works, great. You run it again next year. If it doesn't yeah, yeah. work, then you look at um, reverting back to what it was, where it was the home, home field advantage, depending on how you finish in your group stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think it. that's the that's it for the world of rugby. Let's move on to the world of football, Josh. What are we saying? All right. Before we go into that, we're just gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, guys, welcome back to Full Time in 45. We're going to move on to the football section now. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about, boys, is the transfer window. Um, so currently, in the past few weeks, there's been a couple of good transfers, and I want to get your guys' opinions on it. Um, I know you both have a little bit of knowledge on football. James, a little bit more than Jack, but um, we'll go um, and see... Um, what you guys think of the deal. So Anthony Martial to Sevilla. Now, in my opinion, he needed that move. Um, he he was getting, I believe, I don't want to use the word trapped, but I don't think that he was getting the enough enough game time that he he should be getting at, at Manchester United. Um, that's a late move. Should have gone you reckon? a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack? Yeah, yeah. Um... I agree with James. I think start of the season should have gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another one moving from Manchester United, but this one only on loan, is Diallo to Rangers. Um, now, Diallo is a young Ivorian right mid who's um, right mid slash striker who they bought from Atlanta, I believe, last year or two years ago. Um, he's been growing in the. Um, under 23s and had a couple of appearances on the bench and I believe he's already made his debut um, but I think for him to go to the Scottish League will really test him in British football or I know I know that they won't like me saying that but um, in in just the dirt the dirty kind of game it's like the championship you know the Scott Brown kind exactly. of tackle that comes exactly. in on me, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um me, um, I know someone who um who was in the Bolton Youth Academy and he got sent out on loan to um Falkirk um in in the Scottish um I believe it was in the Scottish Champ or they might have been in the Scottish Prem at the time he was there and he said it really hardened him up as a player and as a man living on his own he got he got a loads of experience for life and um, he he really liked it when he went up there. So I'm hoping that Diallo comes back a different player and hopefully um, a talent. Um, now, one that's come out today that you boys might not have seen is a Dharma Traore to Barcelona on loan. Mm, did, did see really? Earlier today. Yeah. yeah. So he has obviously joined the... Um, the team in red and blue, um, who are on the struggle at the moment. Um, they've yeah. just brought in Ferran Torres, um, and now they're bringing in Adama Traore. Um, do you reckon this will help them, or do you reckon it will um, keep them 
Well, the just, club with no money seems to have uh, suddenly found, found some, some money. money. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have been I mean, investing in really NFTs sure. or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with Barcelona. Obviously, Did they complete that Ferrantoris signing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They had okay. to. They had to actually lower um, some of the wages for other yeah. players, I believe, so yeah, they right. could complete the signing, mm-hmm. which is quite. To me, that's for a massive club. That's going to be quite embarrassing. Yeah. Um, um, he had to wait for his full reveal. Yeah, it's um, it's a crazy one. Um, yet again, another English side missing out on um, on a decent player. He was in, uh, I believe, strong negotiations with Tottenham. So it's um, I think for him to get that sign in across the line for Spurs would have been very good. But I think the whole see- transfer was aimed mm. at like Conte to, to change yeah. him uh, to be sure, like Moses sure. yeah, to, as he was back. for Chelsea but yeah. then yeah. someone I heard someone say does Adama Troye want to be a right wing back when he's yeah. been a right winger for Spain yeah exactly. it doesn't it doesn't make sense so I think yeah. he can uh, he can sort of revitalize his career um, for Barcelona I believe yeah I don't know um, who plays for I don't know who plays that spot for them at the moment, but um, so they've got and uh, Osama Dembele. Oh, he's yeah. on the danger anywhere. Aren't but, they kicking um, him out anyway? Yeah, I, I saw that he was. He was. Big, he's are. getting pushed out of the club because I think his wages are too high as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, um, another English side have lost out to this striker, and I'm I'm gonna butcher his name, I believe, but Vlahalovic. The Serbian, un, like twenty-one-year-old, scoring for fun at the moment in the Syria, mm-hmm. um, has has gone to Juventus for seventy-five million. Um, Arsenal, yet again, the amount that they are in talks with people and they lose out on, it's it's turned into an Excel sheet. Honestly, it's it's unreal. You keep scrolling at this point, but um, for Juve, it's a very good signing. Um, in my opinion, they've they've lost Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Morata, I believe, is is moving on to Barcelona as well. Um, Dybala so, potentially exactly to leave as well, even though he loves the club. So yeah, I don't. I think they're uh, potentially calling his bluff on that one. I think yeah, because yeah, he yeah. wants more wages, so they're kind of saying, "Oh, let's see if you go." Yeah. Um, moving on as well, back to the Prem. We've got Newcastle. Now the I saw up the a, tune. Up the <laughs> tune. Um Bruno, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name. Guadamarez, the CDM so, from Leon. Um he is apparently finalizing that deal at the mo- at the time that we're speaking. It's final it's finalizing, but it's not confirmed. So we're just going to wait and see on that one. Lingard is a definite no for Newcastle. And yeah. an early, early sign is Thomas Muller to Newcastle as well. Apparently, apparently they're going to bring really? that. Apparently they're going to bring a little oh, bit more yeah. of that cashola um, into the club <laughs> and, they're, um, and they're going to look at him. Um, but moving on to that, we have been watching the African Cup of Nations. Have you boys been watching it? Uh, I've just watched the short highlights. videos of it. Yeah, the little yeah, highlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. YouTube, if you haven't watched any of the games, they do about a five-minute um, rewind of, of all the games. So if you want to go watch it. Um, the round of 16, um, 
there has been some big knockouts from Gabon. Um, they have lost Abamyang um, during the tournament, so that is a big, uh, a big hit. Um, Gambia have gone through. Senegal have gone through. Egypt have beat Ivory Coast on penalties, which was two big game, uh, two big teams. Sorry, in a in a big game to get into the quarterfinal. Um, Tunisia beat out the Super Eagles or Nigeria. Um, they, which, I, which you I, thought I, were going to be the favourites. I I did say that they would be the favourites, but apparently not anymore. Cameroon beat Comoros two one, which is a shock because Comoros used a left back in goal. Um, oh, yeah, due, it's like five their, seven or something. Yeah, due to their he um their one keeper was injured and their two other keepers had COVID. Um, there was one point in the game where he ran out and put his arms behind his back, um, because he didn't realise that he was playing goal. <laughs> um, which is which is crazy. Uh, Morocco have gone through, and um, Equatorial Guinea um, went through on penalties against uh. Mali yesterday, so that's Naby Keita. Um, his one his thing I should team. mention uh, with the Morocco game, if you haven't yeah. seen the highlights, just look at the Malawi goal. That is an was that the free kick? Uh, no, I think it's just a, uh, it's just off open oh, play. It was like a, he just absolutely like smashes thirty five yard, forty yards, forty yard. I think it's a forty yeah. yarder. Oh, yeah, we love yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the African Cup of Nations in the quarterfinal now, it's Gabon versus Cameroon, Egypt versus Morocco, Burkina, uh, Burkina Faso versus Tunisia and Senegal versus Equatorial Guinea. Now, my team that I'm going to say is going to win it now is going to be Egypt. And mm. I believe they're going to play Cameroon in the final. I think Vincent Abubakar, who... I used on FIFA many years ago <laughs> was an unreal player. So I'm going to go with Abubakar to captain them to the final. That, but most that's asking most a Salah's lot of Salah to, yeah, I mean, Salah's dragging his team through, is mm-hmm. it? But hey, see, he scored I, the winning, he scored the winning penalty. So I haven't got, been, see, I initially thought the whole tournament Senegal would be um, clear favourites, but yeah, yeah. they haven't really done anything any. Uh, anything special uh, Manny's obviously gone off with his head injury um, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be that, uh, that's if he's why back. I've said Cameroon but instead of Senegal my thoughts are actually with Morocco okay. I know as well they've got they've got a couple of world class players one being yeah. Hakimi um, yeah and his only two goals have been worldy of a free kick as well it, yeah so, Morocco, I mean, to think as well that Ziyech is not even in the team. Mm. I mean, yeah, you never know. They they may have, you know, if Ziyech is in the team, maybe different things happen mm-hmm. and they don't get this far. But I would have thought, you know, he would strengthen that team 100%. So, yeah, that's missing out really. But I think Morocco, uh, for me... Uh, are the favourites, but we'll awesome. see. Exciting. Awesome. And then um, we've got two more points to raise. Now, I just want to ask you boys, um, uh, not Bristol City, sorry, Manchester City, um, they've just bought a new striker. 
Do you yes, think he'll turn out like the new Aguero? His name is Alvarez, and he's been bought from River Plate. Um, so moving on, the, um, kind of has he? He's got big boots to fill. He's he's mm. get, he's got sent back on loan to River Plate for the rest of the season. But um, how do you reckon he'll do in the Prem? It's that's hard to say to be honest because, I mean, <laughs> the Argentina league is yeah is a bit is a bit far from the Prem on uh, yeah. quality wise. So. Um, who knows necessarily at this moment um, a couple of people that I can kind of refer this to uh, Ruben Diaz at Benfica yeah yeah no one um, no one knew who he was realistically mm-hmm. comes in and the first season he's player of the season so Man City someone in that scouting team yeah knows what they're doing um, mm-hmm. for for players like that, obviously there has been flops with some of them. I think Ake on their team is a yeah. squad booster, but I do think he's he's an overpriced um, player, really oh. that they've got on the books. Um, yeah. And they have gone through a few players, but Alvarez they've picked him up for pretty cheap, you know, seventeen yeah, yeah. million, isn't it? Or yeah, so, I believe, yeah. <laughs> For City, that's not that's not a massive gamble, you know. Potentially, he's supposed to be um, pretty good. I mean, yeah. Ruben Diaz was huge, huge money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and no one really knew anything. And so this is a this is not as much of a gamble, but um, you know, he's linked to be the new Aguero. So high hopes, but um, I haven't really seen much of him, so it's it's yeah. hard to tell. I think as well to mention, you know, previous Argentina players that have come over. Obviously, Aguero was he wasn't just bought straight from Argentina; he was yeah. at Atletico Madrid. So yeah. strong league there before. Um, you know, Tevez took a bit of time, and then yeah, uh, went to West, came to West Ham, and then came to United, and then. And then over to uh, the dark over side. To, to <laughs> I mean, that's that's another story for a podcast. Um, all right, um, Jack, have you got any points on it? Or I just think it'd be like if he can fire on and become the new Aguero, I think it'd be great yeah. for the game as well because you'll have that cult figure striker back in the prem, tearing it up, 20, 30 goals a season. It is which is needed because it's just it's, it hasn't been that like yeah. No one's been scoring loads of goals, meant like on a mental strikers this mental. year haven't really, yeah. Um, cut apart from well, he's not a striker, but Salah's been the one, yeah. yeah. I think as well yeah. to mention with City and buying that striker, let's not um think that they're going all out and putting him in the team yeah. straight away, yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jesus has not been shown to be. A striker. I don't think his finishing's up to standards. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a winger before anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's still a great player, but I don't think he's in the eyes of Pep as uh, no. sort of number one no. choice to go up top. This new Alvarez kid potentially could be there. Um, there's players though like Palmer, um, Delap that yeah, you know yeah, Liam I think Delap, it's 19, 19, 20. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know they're still still developing. I, 
I think more than likely they're going to get a loan move um, yeah. and, and potentially do it that way and come back. I don't see them doing the Foden way just because City with a striker normally keep that striker. For, it's a little bit mm-hmm. harder because there's only one position. Whilst with wingers, you've got two, you can kind of change it up a bit more. So that's the only thing I've done yeah. with a striker. Um, but the main point I would say about this guy potentially not being straight in is because I still think they're well in for Haaland in the summer. Oh, okay. okay. I really do. All you know, right. they, I think he's he's still uh, he's still on the, the list of names that they really want. But I think right. this is I think this Alvarez one is a uh, one for yeah. the future. And we should also mention as well that I'm pretty sure Aguero is going to be on the coaching staff for Man City. Okay. Okay. So if there's That'll anybody be... to be the next Aguero, yeah. why not him. have Aguero teaching you? <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, just quickly, um, we're going into added time soon. Um, we were going to speak about Villa's transfer window, but we're going to change it up on the spot. Um, I want a one one line answer to this one. How do you think Villa's transfer or winter transfer window now Gerard has been put in charge of their transfers? How do you think it's gone for them? Boosted. Boosted. Okay. Good business. Good business. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, moving on to predictions. Um, now, the boys have said their predictions throughout the sports that um, they're going with. Um, there's no international football, uh, not international, sorry, there's no Prem football this week um, uh, due to um, some COVID, um, a COVID break, um, which is is happening, I believe, for the first time this year. It possibly happened last year, but I'm not 100% too sure. Um, they're just giving players a little, bra- a little break from international um, returns from duties as the African Cup of Nations is still playing. Um, so we're going to look at the championship championship predictions this week. Um, so the first Josh, game was sorry, just before you yeah. go on to that point as well. I think as well, obviously there was loads of postponements for games previously. Yes, and I think they've stopped that now as well, haven't they? Yes. So I yes. think that might be a part potentially to play in this yes. is that a lot of people were saying that clubs were cooling off games because it suited mm-hmm. them. So I yeah. think now that's the right. I'm glad that. They've uh, they've come together and sort of put a stop to that because I think yeah, teams have yeah. been crying out for like a break, not even yeah. just because they can't feel a team, but they just need a break because yeah, it, they're so COVID stricken. Mm-hmm. And I know, like like you said, James, that some teams have been like, oh well, let's just put it off till next week. Yeah, because mm. I think last year see them. they were filled in youth teams and no one, yeah. no one was saying anything. Yeah, so I don't know what changed this year. But a couple of games here. Obviously, they'll have to play them. So moving um, to predictions, uh, the first game that we're going to predict this week is going to be Bristol City versus Preston. Now, I saw this in the reserve um, in the previous fixture over the past couple of years. Um, Preston are a very good side. They've got a nice CDM that used to play for Mansfield Town called Ben Whiteman, who I really like as a player. But I'm saying a Bristol City 2-1 win. Oh, go on, Jack. I'm having a think. The old uh, championship knowledge isn't isn't the best. At least I can blag it a little bit <laughs> when that comes around. But um, God, I was going to say one 0 Preston. 
Like I've watched City play. It's, it's, it's if Masengo's not on the pitch, just but they're not going to win. <laughs> fair enough. Is... Fair enough. See, I I've watched City play as well, and I've watched. I don't know what he's like this season, but I watched Masengo, and he wasn't the player that people from Bristol talk about now. He was a bit sort of way way with the balls and he's kind of there. Renato Sanchez. Um, yeah. For Swansea, that's how I saw him. But now, yeah, yeah. obviously, everybody thinks he's next Perlo or something. So, exactly. Um, but City are flaky as so they might score, but unfortunately, I'm going with a two-one Preston. <laughs> All right, okay. That's There's three enough. different results there. All right. Um, we'll we'll go for two or three more games. Um, I'm going to say Fulham versus Blackpool. Um, now, this one is going to put Fulham in the driving seat for another week in the top of the championship if they win this one. Mitrovic only needs to score, I believe, five, ten more goals, and he's broken the record. It's And we're, we're only, I would say, halfway through the season. Um, yeah. I'm saying a 3-1 win to Fulham. Mitrovic to get two as well. I'll say that. James, do you want to go first this time? Yeah, I mean, Fulham have been scoring goals from everywhere. They look like an absolute force, don't they, at the moment? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, I just... Out of nowhere, trying to give, like, a short answer, but I just can't... Because I remember West Brom being at the top, then Bournemouth, Mm -hmm. and now Fulham is is crazy this season. Um, But long story short, 3-0 Fulham. No. Yeah. I'm just going to go out there with 4-1 Fulham. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Okay. Um, moving on to... Uh, let's go with Sheffield United versus Peterborough. Sheffield United um, all day. <laughs> so I'm going with a 4-1 Sheffield United win. That's a big margin. Yeah. A lot of goals in the championship, you see. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh I think I'm just going to go 2-1 Sheffield United. I'm going to go 3-2. Nice. Awesome. Sheffield. And then, Sheffield. If you're hearing this, fans of Sheffield United or... Yeah. What was the other team, sorry? Peterborough. Peterborough. You're in for a, for a good game. For a game. Yeah, Goals everywhere. Um, and then, obviously, we've always got to predict my team... The one and only Stags. If you haven't heard it, he said it about three times already. <laughs> um, so Mansfield Town are playing late in Orient. Up the Stags. Um, up the Stags. You know it. And I'm saying a 3-2 win. A 3-2 win to... Um, I reckon we're, we're on good form at the moment. Um, we've, we've climbed the table um, ridiculous amounts in the past past three months um so i'm saying we're going to extend the win streak to six or possibly more so what do you boys think i know you're not too I'm, confident on league two but i'm gonna go two nil stags nice barry to get one up the jordan barry yeah, i'm sticking with my uh, traditional stags victory <laughs> of one nil <laughs> <laughs> Playing it safe. 
Yeah. So if Stags win, we will be on a seven-game win streak in the league in the um, football league. My special uh, prediction as well is the goalkeeper scores. Oh, we've had that. So Paul, Paul Robinson. Yeah. We've had that before for a keeper called Alan Marriott, who played for the England C team. Well, don't be surprised if it goes in then. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So just to end the podcast, we do a um, a wheel spin. Um, now, what is on there? There's um, quite a few different sports that we don't have an, a lot of knowledge on. And we play two truths, one lie, whichever um, sport we get. Um, we usually do a competition because we're all quite competitive, me being the most out of them all. But we will... Um, oh, not about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, but um, Jack, are you spinning the wheel this week? I'm spinning the wheel this week. All right. All right, so we've got a few sports on the wheel this week. We've got cycling, skateboarding and badminton. Now, as you can probably tell, we don't have a lot of knowledge in these areas of sport. So it's nice to see what we do know about it. Okay, so I'm going to spin the wheel and ask two truths on... One on the sport and one lie, and it's up to the boys to just pick which one is which. All right, so let's spin the wheel, and it's landed on badminton. Oh, good old badminton! Good, yes, good old badminton. Course. All right, so in no particular order, boys. The largest bad or the longest badminton match lasted 124 minutes. Badminton is the fastest racket sport in the world. And lastly, badminton made its Olympic debut in 1988. Now, are you going to work together or are you going to, you're going to, you're going to go competition on this one? Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. So we're, going to, we're just going to say the lie. We're just going to say the lie. Yeah, just say the lie. All just right. to say, I don't actually know how long a badminton match goes on for. So. Neither do I. That first one, I mean, I don't know. Short rallies, isn't it? So, can you repeat the last one for me? Uh, badminton made its Olympic debut in 1988. Okay. Okay, I've got my answer. Yeah, same. Okay, who wants to reveal their hand first? I well, believe it's the last one. And what do you You're think? You're saying the light is uh, Badminton made its Olympic debut in 1988. Yeah, I think that's just too late. I'm sh- it must be. Um, I'm saying it's the first one. Which was the longest game. Yeah, I, re- I reckon it's too specific to be because well, who- I can inform you. Badminton is the fastest racket sport in the world. Yeah, I think mm. we knew that. I think we knew that. The longest badminton match did last 124 oh. minutes. And the lie is badminton made its Olympic debut in 1992, not 1988. Oh, it was actually later. So yeah, I was wrong, okay. but I was right. Wow. Yes. Wow. And so in James this game, Josh, point this week. it doesn't matter how you win. <laughs> winning's human. winning Absolutely winning's human. winning losers lose wow perfect oh, right. way to end it hey exactly. James winning cheers James to that victory. 
So you have been listening to Full Time in 45 with me, Josh. And me, Jack. No, I'm sync. Literally like the band. Catch you boys in a bit. See, See you next week. <laughs>